Welcome to the PC Speaking Podcast series, Through the Bible in a Year, where we come together for daily reading and reflection as we journey through the scriptures. Let's dive into today's episode with Pastor Chris Miller. Hello and welcome to January 3rd, day three of the Through the Bible in a Year series of the PC Speaking Podcast. Uh, One thing I want to make mention of before we get into our reading for today is I want to say thank you to the volunteers who make all of this happen. We just couldn't do it without them, uh, especially Amy and Christine. They do a lot of editing and things like that for me. They put together the, um, you know, the physical book materials, all that stuff. No way I could make this happen on my own. So I'm grateful for everyone who helps out with this. We have a great team here. So thank you guys. And just want to make recognition of them. Um, Well, today we are reading from Genesis chapter 8 through 11 in Matthew chapter 4. And in our passage today, we're going to explore the themes of God's faithfulness, uh, human frailty, and also the early ministry of Jesus. In Genesis, we're going to read about Noah's journey through the flood and when Noah left, uh, well, we left Noah in the ark yesterday and where he's writing out God's judgment. Uh, in this case in particular, uh, God's judgment brings about cleansing and the renewal of creation. And cleansing and renewal might be make for an interesting personal study. Um, as the waters recede, God makes a covenant with Noah, a promise of grace amidst human failure. And we see the sign of God's covenant with Noah today in the rainbow. Unfortunately, as often the case, it's not very long before things go bad again and human pride brings us to the Tower of Babel. And on into the New Testament today in Matthew chapter four, we'll start reading about the early part of Jesus's ministry and the temptations Jesus faces in the wilderness. One thing that always comes to mind when I read uh, about Jesus being tempted by Satan is how... Jesus, when he was tempted, he was hungry in the desert, you know, out there hot during the day, cold at night amongst the wild animals. And Adam and Eve are tempted in paradise. And Jesus is victorious and Adam and Eve fail. And let's see what else. Uh, Jesus also calls his first disciples today. So let's read, shall we? We'll uh, read Genesis 8 through 11 in Matthew chapter four, and then we'll come back and just leave you with a few uh, just devotional thoughts that uh, go along with the reading today. So let's begin in Genesis chapter eight. God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. So God made a wind to pass over the earth and the water receded. Also the fountains of the deep and the floodgates of heaven were closed and the rain from the heavens was restrained. The water receded steadily from the earth, and after the end of 150 days, the waters decreased. The ark rested in the seventh month on the 17th day of the month on the mountains of Ararat. The water continually decreased until the 10th month. In the 10th month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains became visible. Then at the end of 40 days, Noah opened the window of the ark, which he had made. And he sent forth a raven, which went to and fro until the waters were dried up on the earth. Then he sent out a dove to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. 
But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot. So she returned to the, him into the ark, for the waters were on the surface of all the earth. Then he put forth his hand and took her and brought her back into the ark to himself. He waited yet another seven days. And again, he sent out the dove from the ark. The dove came to him in the evening and in her mouth was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew the waters had receded from the earth. He waited another seven days and sent out the dove again, but it did not return to him again. So in the 601st year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from the earth and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked and saw the surface of the ground was dry. In the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth was dry. Then God spoke to Noah saying, go out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your son's wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing of all flesh that is with you, birds and animals and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth so that they may breed abundantly on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah and his sons and his wife and his son's wives went out. Every beast, every creeping thing, every bird, everything that moves on the earth, according to their families, went out of the ark. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took up every clean animal and every clean bird and burnt offerings and offered burnt offerings on the altar. The Lord smelled a soothing aroma and the Lord said in his heart, I will never curse again the ground because of man for the inclination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night will not cease. Genesis chapter nine. Then God blessed Noah and his son and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Every beast of the earth and every bird of the sky and all that moves on the earth and all the fish of the sea will fear you and be terrified of you. They're given into your hand. Every moving thing that lives will be food for you. I give you everything just as I gave you the green plant. Only you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is, its blood. But for your own lifeblood, I will surely require a reckoning. For every animal will I require it of man too. I will require a reckoning for human life of every man for that of his fellow man. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in his own image. And as for you, be fruitful and multiply, increase abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. Again, God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him saying, as for me, I established my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that is with you, the birds of the livestock and every beast of the earth with you of all that comes out of the ark, every beast of the earth, I established my covenant with you. Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood. Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. Then God said, this is a sign of the covenant which I am making between me and you and every living creature that is with you. For all future generations, I have set my rainbow in the cloud and it shall be a sign of a covenant between me and the earth. When I bring a cloud over the earth, the rainbow will be seen in the cloud. Then I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters will never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow will appear in the cloud and I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. So God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. The sons of Noah who went forth from the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These were the three sons of Noah and from them the whole earth was populated. 
Noah began to be a man of the soil, and he planted a vineyard. Then he drank some of the wine and became drunk, and lay uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. So Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned away, and they did not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done to him, he said, Canaan be cursed. He will be a servant of servants to his brothers. He also said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. May the God enlarge Japheth, and may he dwell in the tents of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. Noah lived after the flood 350 years. All the days of Noah were 950 years, and then he died. Chapter 10. Now these are the generations of Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and sons were born to them after the flood. The sons of Japheth were Gog, Magog, Madai, Javan, Chubal, Meshech, and Tiras. The sons of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Ripha, and Tukumora. The sons of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, the Kidites, and the Rodanites. From these, the coastlands of the nations were divided into their lands, everyone according to his tongue, according to their families, by the nations. The sons of Ham were Cush, Egypt, Put, and Canaan. The sons of Cush were Seba, Habla, Sabta, Rema, Sabteka, and the sons of Rema were Sheba and Dedan. Cush was the father of Nimrod. He became a mighty one on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said, even like Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. The beginning of his kingdom was Babel, Uruk, Akkad, Kalna, and the land of Shinar. From that land, he went to Assyria and built Nineveh, the city of Rehoboth, and Kela and Rason between Nineveh and Kela, that is the principal city. Egypt was the father of the Ludites, Anamites, Lehabites, Neftuhites, Parthrushites, Kalusites, and from whom came the Philistines and Kaphtarites. Canaan was the father of Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth, and the Jebusites, Amorites, Girdashites, Hibites, Archites, Sinites, Arvidites, Zimorites, and the Hamathites. Later, the families of the Canaanites spread abroad. The border of the Canaanites was from Sidon towards Gera to Gaza, and then to Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboim, as far as Lesha. These are the sons of Ham, according to their families, according to their languages, in the land and in their nations. To Shem, who was the father of all children of Eber, whose older brother was Japheth, were sons born also. The sons of Shem were Elam, Ashur, Arphaxed, Lud, Aram. The sons of Aram were Uts, Hul, Gether, and Meshach. Arphaxed was the father of Shelah, and Shelah was the father of Eber. To Eber were born two sons. The name of one was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided. His brother's name was Joktan. Joktan was the father of Almadad, Selef, Hamazrezveth, Jera, Adoram, Utsul, Dikla, Obal, Abemiel, Sheba, Ophir, Havla, and Jobab. All these were the sons of Joktan. Their dwelling place was from Misha all the way to Sephar and the hill country of the east. These are the sons of Shem by their families and their language in their lands and their nations. These are the families, the sons of Noah, according to their generations in their nations. 
from these were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. Chapter 11. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. As the people journeyed from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar settled there. They said to each other, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build a city and a tower whose top will reach to heaven and let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise we will be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the sons of men built. The Lord said, the people are one and they have one language and this is only the beginning of what they will do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and there and confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth and they stopped building the city. Therefore, the name of it was called Babel because the Lord confused the language of all the earth. From there, the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. These are the generations of Shem. Shem was 100 years old, and two years after the flood, he became the father of Arphaxad. Shem lived after the birth of Arphaxad 500 years and had other sons and daughters. Arphaxad lived 35 years and became the father of Shelah. Arphaxad lived after the birth of Shelah 403 years and had other sons and daughters. Shelah lived 30 years and became the father of Eber. Shelah lived after the birth of Eber 403 years and had other sons and daughters. Eber lived 34 years and became the father of Peleg. Eber lived after the birth of the Peleg 430 years and had other sons and daughters. Peleg lived 30 years and became the father of Reu. Peleg lived after the birth of Reu 209 years and had other sons and daughters. Reu lived 32 years and became the father of Serug. Reu lived after the birth of Serug 207 years and had other sons and daughters. Serug lived 30 years and became the father of Nahor. Serug lived after the birth of Nahor 200 years and had other sons and daughters. Nahor lived 29 years and became the father of Terah. Nahor lived after the birth of Terah 119 years and had other sons and daughters. Now Terah lived 70 years and became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. These are the descendants of Terah. Terah became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran became the father of Lot. Haran died before his father Terah in the land of his birth in Ur of the Chaldeans. Abram and Nahor took wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife, Milcah, the daughter of Haran and father of Milcah, and the father of Ishkah. But Sarai was barren. She had no child. Terah took his son Abraham and his grandson Lot, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son Abram's wife, and then went out together from Ur of the Chaldeans to go into the land of Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. The days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Over to the New Testament, Matthew chapter 4. Then Jesus was led up into the wilderness by the Spirit to be tempted of the devil. And he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and then he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones be turned into bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city and set him on the highest point of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning you 
And in their hands, they lift you up, lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, it is also written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their grandeur and said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, get away from here, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him and immediately angels came and ministered to him. Now, when Jesus heard that John was put in prison, he left for Galilee and leaving Nazareth, he came and lived in Capernaum, which is by the sea in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali after what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled saying the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness saw great light and on those who sat in the land of the shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to preach saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As Jesus walked beside the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, throwing a net into the sea for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them. They immediately left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sick and all sorts of diseases among the people. His fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were taken with various diseases and tormented with pain, those who were possessed with demons, those who had seizures, and those who had paralysis, and he healed them. Great crowds followed him in Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. Well, that's our reading for today, Genesis uh, chapter 8 through 11, Matthew chapter 4, and I'll leave you with a few brief uh, devotional thoughts and questions to meditate on. Um, some Definitely some interesting names to pronounce in there. Um, I had a seminary professor that used to say, I feel sorry for somebody who can only pronounce those names one way. But we read about Noah's Ark today in the Tower of Babel, and in, in both those scenarios, we see the consequence of human pride, human rebellion against God. And I think it would do us well to think about the severity of disobedience and the consequences that come with it. But we also always see in, you know, those human rebellion, we also see that God is righteous. uh, He is just, and he is also faithful. He keeps his promises and he also extends grace. And nothing's really changed about human nature. And when we consider the Tower of Babel and Here's, here's a question to meditate on and to think about how do pride and disobedience hinder the unity of people? And how can you humility and obedience foster unity within your church and your greater community? Um, and then going to the New Testament, Matthew chapter four, um, we see there's a pivotal moment in Jesus's life here and it teaches us about overcoming temptations and living in obedience to God's will. And you know, Satan, what he's doing there is he's really trying to get Jesus to question who God says he is. And we should think about the temptations Jesus faced and look at his response and think about how can his response guide you and me in overcoming temptations and staying faithful to God's word in our lives. 
in believing what God says about who we are. Well, I'll leave you with that for today. I'm grateful to be on this journey with you and I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today on the PC Speaking Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of Through the Bible in a Year. If you have found this helpful, please follow the podcast and share it with a friend. It is our hope and prayer that every episode helps enrich your relationship with God and His Word. Even if the drums start beating, my